Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. If she walks by, the mean folks can't even grow. Okay, um... I, you were saying that my credibility has been called into Your question. Your credibility has been <laughs> I, called into question. And I believe it, both barrels. I, I deserve it. Now, I'm, I tend to be the voice of reason and fact and, and reality, and you tend to be the colorful living in a fantasy world one. That's I bring, me. I bring the facts, and you bring the color. Exactly. So... Uh, a couple of episodes ago, or more than a few episodes ago, it was and I don't ep- know where I got the... You know which episode it, it is? It was the episode, What Made a, by all accounts, Good Mother Join oh. Her birth Boyfriend. Oh. oh, it's so coincidental, because that takes place in Pensacola, too. Oh, really? Yeah, our episode oh, today, that full circle. funny. Um, the reason that we got onto the subject matter in the first place was, at the time, there was a meme or a gif, or whatever the hell it's called, of a backhoe lifting a gigantic rattlesnake. No, that was a python. That was a python. That was a. That, that's that's. That, okay, so a a a backhoe was lifting a gigantic snake, and and it was it, it that was going around at the time, and somehow at the beginning or during the beginning of our recording, uh-huh. we got onto the subject matter of of. Timberland, Timberland rattlesnakes. Timber rattlesnakes. Timber, tim, Timberland. That's a boot company. <laughs> anyway, and somewhere and, uh, along the line, they they produce those records by um, what's her name? I'm like a bird. Who's the Who's the Canadian girl? Uh, oh, I don't know her name. Oh, I know she's who Portuguese. About. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Timberland rattlesnake produced her records. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? I don't know her name. I can see your face. I, I'm I, like a bird. I know and, the and song. Promiscuous girl. And I know the song. Don't know the don't yeah, know his name. That snake's a good producer. That snake's a good producer. He hasn't produced much lately. I, he okay. must have been hit by a car. Oh, uh, okay. We woo. <laughs> we went off on that one. So in the course of the conversation that we were having about this snake, somehow we brought up rattlesnakes. And Kevin is quoted, it's it's right there in the podcast. He said that they can get up to 250 pounds. And I at the time questioned it, but I was like, well, I don't know anything about snakes. Okay, whatever mm-hmm. he said. And then Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado. It was Nelly Furtado. <laughs> Nelly Furtado. So when I went into uh I when I was in work today, my boss was like, Hey, by the way, and I was like, Oh shit. He goes, Kevin's wrong about there's I, no two hundred and fifty pound rattlesnake. He's absolutely right. And <laughs> I would and I two like to people point, at work apparently were having a question about it. And so, I, I well I like how you gave me a look right now when we started this and you said there's a backhoe and it's got this huge rattlesnake, and I'm like, No, it's a python, and you give me that look and there's I, I it out the I pause don't, I don't and you're remember. looking at me like well, I'm you like, because I, well, I'm you trying to keep grab, on the facts, but you get on a little detail that that's, I'm like, I've already moved on. Well, I, that's not the on. point. I'm trying to now regain my credibility. Oh, okay. So okay. Uh, we're coming so at this from So it was not a rattlesnake in the in the it video was a python. that I'm talking about. It was just showing about. the crazy shit in Australia. But somehow we got onto the subject of these snakes because Kevin is a is an armchair snake aficionado. Yes. So uh, what's the fastest snake on the planet? Uh, it is the black mamba. What is the most dangerous snake on the planet? Well, the one that's responsible for the most deaths every year is the banded crate of India. Oh my God! What is the smallest venomous snake known? Uh, the pygmy rattler or the massasauga rattler? Oh my goodness! Uh, what is the most venomous snake that can be the furthest north in America? Uh, timber rattlers. Oh, 
Okay, I'm making up questions at this point. <laughs> uh, so at any rate, the Kevin, most, the Kevin most poisonous is... snake in the world. Uh, uh, eight of the top ten most poisonous snakes in the world are found in Australia. The inland taipan being the most venomous, but the eastern brown responsible for the most deaths in so, Australia. So the uh, so the uh, uh, addendum or the <laughs> or the correction to this is there are no 250 pound rattlesnakes. Eastern diamondbacks. <laughs> It is the heaviest poisonous snake in the world, but the heaviest one was 70 pounds, not 250 pounds. I don't know where I got that. I, I want to blame it on my biology teacher back in 10th grade, but that's passing the Well, I, I'm going to give you a slight pass on this because you were all caught up in the moment, blah, blah, blah. I was. Snakes, whatever. However, as you could very well tell by his uh, excitability about the subject, uh-huh. he enjoy- Kevin enjoys snakes. I think and, snakes are fascinating. And is knowledgeable about snakes. I was so disappointed. St. Simmons Island off the coast of Georgia has the highest population per acre of diamondbacks anywhere. If you go there, they, there's really no development on it, and you are told to wear snake boots. Do you hear boots. this, people? Do you hear this? As soon this? as you get... So, and um, but yeah, but eastern diamondbacks are the heaviest. King cobras are the longest. Okay. So, so I got that right. Okay, and good. the most dangerous venom is the Mojave rattler. They have the most toxic venom, in, but they're not the biggest because eastern diamondbacks deliver a really big load of venom. So that makes them particularly dangerous. But their venom isn't as toxic. But you were wrong as, about the rattlesnakes, Kevin. I was wrong. There's no 250 I, I, pound I, rattlesnakes. I got a I got a cross check because I'm the fact giver here. 250 pound rattlesnakes. They don't. <laughs> Exist, Kevin. The heaviest, they don't exist. The heaviest snake, non-venomous, is the green anaconda of South America, and they've had specimens up to like 570 pounds. Now, going back to the original gift thing, mm-hmm. I think that was in the Everglades. It wasn't Australia. No, I, I'm pretty sure that that was Australia um, and showing up. It was a carpet python, I think. Uh, okay. I'm not going to argue, but the, the thing about that was that the snake was so big, and it was on a backhoe, yeah. and it was just kind of like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. But it just was, looking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was like de- it was like you could tell that it had been injured. Anyway, so uh, it's good that my coworkers are keeping up on the details, and I was quite surprised that they were. Because yeah. I was not part of the conversation. This conversation was going on someplace else. <laughs> anyway, and it was I, reported I, back to I me. I hope to regain some credibility going forward. And I hate that expression. So Bailey and Kilroy <laughs> understand now correctly that this correction has been made. And, and uh, Kevin is brutally sorry for the misinformation. Uh, well, I apologize. I was a little I was in the moment. <laughs> but that's funny. This works perfectly because that episode took place in Pensacola, Florida. And tonight's episode takes place and in we Pensacola, even, Florida. And I had no clue so of the segue. That I actually instigated today. Yeah. So today I am the king of the Segway. All right. Woohoo! Excellent. Hold Make on. It happen. One second. Okay, this is from Interrogation Raw. Interrogation Raw. Season one. Season one. Episode 13. Episode 13. And murderer is tricked into explosive cold-blooded confession. Murderer is tricked into a cold-blooded confession. It's Pensacola, Florida, Sunday, January 11th, 2015. It's 8 p.m. And we get a 911 call where a man is frantically asking for police. Control the 911. Where's your emergency? I need an emergency. Right now, I'm shooting at the, uh, the corner store next to CVS. Okay, do you, okay, do you know if anyone's been hit? Sure, okay, good. Get an ambulance here. Now! We are. Who was hit? Some young man. So there's... He's bleeding to death. Somebody just shot this kid three times. Okay, we got everyone in route to him right now. Wait, this guy's dying. I'm okay. Not the guy is dying. 
So I love it when the call, the operator says, is someone shot? And he's like, hell yeah, someone shot. Get that's, someone here yeah, right that's now. That's a frantic 911 call. This guy like, is dying right in front of me. It. Yeah, the guy and just He's kind it. of agitated. A lot of times you'll hear people when they call the 911 operator and they're like, okay, well, tell me what's happening. He's like, get somebody here. Right. Well, what's your address? Uh, it's it's 311 Arlington Road. Well, what's happening? What you want to hear is the operator say, 311 Arlington Road. I'm dispatching police. I'm dispatch. You don't, you, you want to hear that reassurance people are on the way. And she wasn't doing that. Well, perhaps but nine nine one one callers usually fall into a, a category of expecting the police to know where they are by the phone call oh okay. a lot of them a lot of people think when you call nine one one, it's like something out of the movies where there's a blip 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 and it shows a little dot where you are that's not and the that kind is of future not I the live way in. that is not the way nine one one works well we learned the victim is joseph edward ross the victim was eventually identified by his identification being found in his wallet as Joseph Edward Ross. He was eventually transported to the hospital where he passed. So that guy is one of the investigators. They don't give him a lower third right now. He looks a lot different when we see him doing the investigations from eight years ago. His name is Detective Harnett. And we are now back to the parking lot at the CVS. It's now 832 Two minutes after they got the 911 call, and the police are already investigating the crime scene. I'm not so sure we can trust that timeline. That seems awfully fast. They get the 911 call. Two minutes later there, the cops are already on the crime scene trying to figure it out. But maybe that's Pensacola. Maybe they are that quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now a crowd has formed around the crime scene, and investigators are asking people if they have seen anything. And boy, have they. Our crime scene comes, takes photographs, really documents what's going on. Because there is a lot of activity, crowds start developing. So we start going up to those crowds. Hey, did you see what happened? Did you hear what happened? The witness at the scene uh, observed the victim walking through the parking lot, talking on a phone and arguing. And shortly thereafter, they observed a red Dodge pickup truck pull into the parking lot. So they saw the victim arguing on a cell phone. And then moments later, a red pickup truck drives by, and people saw the license plate. They think they saw the driver. It's now 10.03 p.m. Police have arrived at Joseph Ross's home to notify his brother, John, of his passing. Do you have any idea why we might be here? Okay, your brother Joe was shot and killed around the corner, over at the corner store. He was shot? Yes. We're trying to find out what happened to him. You know anybody that drives like a red Dodge pickup truck? Oh, my friend Nick does. Who's Nick? It's just someone that I met through a friend. What does he look like? Is he white or black? He's white. Okay. And he always hangs out with a black dude. Do you know the the black male's name? I think it's Gerald. What else do you know about Nick? He normally carries a 38 or a 9 mil. Has he ever gotten into it with your brother before? They argue about a lot of stupid stuff. Nick's really, he seems like he's crazy. I wouldn't really want to mess with him. A couple of things I didn't like about that. He didn't seem very upset. Did he seem upset to you? Yeah, you can't judge grief or you can't people people deal with things it hadn't set in yet i, I don't know no well, but the interesting part of that was immediately do you know someone with a mm-hmm. red truck mm-hmm. and he says nick. nick and this is this nick narring but the way also his brother is like yeah he's known for carrying around a 39 I, mil and a 25 mil i wouldn't mess with him I, he says I, that 
No, I, I, the, the, I don't know. It was the the casual. I, I didn't like the way his brother was reacting. Well, that's you're, me. you're. See, this is the time where you're assigning. You're not judging. Mm-hmm. But you're assigning the way you would respond versus because uh, I'm the over like. Blah, I'm the one that would get all excited I, I, and stuff. I, I don't know if you listen to. If anybody goes back and watches this episode, you'll agree with me. He's very <laughs> calm. Yes, he's very calm. So we learn that Nick Nayring is a 23 year old small time drug dealer. Jonathan Ross said Nicholas Nairn was 23 years old, um, a small-time drug dealer who was out of work. All the links with the Red Dodge pickup truck, the history between the two of them, the subject being armed on a regular basis, that obviously then at that point propelled Nicholas Nairn to being the suspect that we were looking for. We now get the mugshot, and we learn that Nick is out of work. He drives a red pickup truck and has a history with the victim, and that that mugshot spoke to you. Oof. Did it not? Oh, God. Yeah. When you just saw him, you're like, yeah, he's trouble. You can just see it. It's just trouble. Yeah. So they bring him in for an interrogation, and we learn a new term this time. It's called the perp nap. Before we entered the room to interview Nick, he was sleeping. This referred to as the perp nap. Someone who's typically guilty will actually fall asleep in the interrogation room because they're so exhausted from the stress associated with waiting to be arrested. And I fucking love this well, shit. Well, but, but we've seen this before. <laughs> Where they fall asleep because they're so tired. They're so, because of the, the level the stress. Of, of stress that, that when they're in the police they they're finally, they're, they're like, even, the jig even is if up. They're gonna, even if they're going to try and get out of it or whatever, there's a level of stress release and falling asleep is is what's going to happen. And they call it a perp nap. Yep. So we now have the perp nap. We have the perp walk, which is famous from uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. They perp yes. walk the shit out of him. I don't understand and those. Every but time okay. you see him, you'd have another black eye or his shirt to be ripped open. He's the king. We now cut to the actual interrogation of Nick. This isn't an interview. They said interrogation. So he's a heavy set white dude with a crew cut and a black leather jacket. And a little small beady face. <laughs> Nick, right? Yes, sir. Who will? I'm Detective Barnett. This is Detective Parsons. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go to sleep. That's Athens. Okay. Do <clears throat> you have any idea what this is about? No, no. It's um, gunpoint. Got on the car. Got out of the car. Yeah, but do you know what? Anything that you have an idea what left that? No, no. Now, when you were stopped, you had a couple of guns on you. Mm-hmm. I was going to go to shooting range. I just put, turn the corner, and the lights went on. Okay. Well, while we're here, we're investigating something that happened earlier tonight. And we're wondering if you can tell us what happened tonight. Mm-hmm. With you. At midnight, um, I was at home for the longest time. Is there any reason that your truck would have been at the CVS around the corner tonight? No. It shouldn't have been. Then how was it there? I don't know. <clears throat> the reason that it was there mm-hmm. is because something happened there. Okay. So they're asking him what is going on that evening, and he talks about how he was going to go to the gun range, that he had his guns in his car. On Sunday night. Right, at 8 o'clock. He's there, and he says no. And then they say, well, your car was at the CVS. And he says, no, it wasn't. So, I wasn't in it if it was. Yeah. So this is funny because you watch their body language. He was leaning back in his chair, and then when they start accusing him of being at the CVS, he leans forward to be more forceful. 
the detective in kind leans in as well. And, I know. And he's explaining what the body language means. He's very engaged right now. He's up at the table. He's close in. He's in a very strong position. And at first, I'm back. So I move in to show that I also have a very firm position in my assertion that his vehicle's there. If it seems as though I'm not sure, he'll take that and he'll run with it. And that allows him to have an escape. So it's an interview technique yeah, investigators that use. psychology is so... They, they can almost map it. Yeah. Not, map it? I don't know if that's the right word or not. But they can like, okay, he's going to do this. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. And they I will do know. that in turn. Yeah. And and a good, inter, a good interrogator, it's kind of a natural skill. So now they keep hammering home that his truck was there. He denies it, and now he leans back away from the detective and puts his right hand in his pocket. So now he leans back in and is insisting he wasn't there. And the detective... The detective said, we saw the truck, we have your license plate, People, they described you. They wrote down your tag number, you're on video camera, and then the guy just kept saying he wasn't there, and I don't know why he thinks this is going to work. Um, I guess he doesn't have any other options. Here he goes. You can choose to be deceptive all you want okay I have no reason to be on this side of town the point about the this, this thing of this is that you were there because people wrote down the tag number of your truck there okay no the truck shouldn't have been there wasn't my possession it was there wasn't my possession line. but you were there I wasn't there yeah you were how do you know that video cameras did you see me in one vehicle you're kind of distinct so I'm guessing that thing had full video around the whole camera, around the whole store. I'm not. I'm not even there's video everywhere because there's not. Well, you know, with the videotape thing, there are people. This is a. I, I, there is an actual thing about this. This defense technique mm-hmm. where you just keep saying no. Yeah. We Stone have wall pictures him. of you, but no, wasn't me. Yeah. No, wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. And that's all they'll say. So I, and it's a weird defense technique. I'm so glad or, this guy's an idiot and hasn't asked for a well, lawyer. Yeah, as soon yeah. as he got pulled in there, he should have lawyered up, but he didn't and stay dumb. They now figure they can start bluffing about the video since that guy brought it up and he seems to think that there must be video evidence. And again, with with uh, police interrogations and interviews, the police do not have to tell the truth. They don't. They can lie. They can they bend the truth to get lie. stuff. They can say they have evidence or, or testimony from someone else to get the guy to crack. At that point, I didn't have video of the shooting, but he's nodding because now he believes it. So with him, I felt comfortable throwing out the bluff in such a way because I didn't think he was going to call me on it, and I thought he would accept it. So we're 50 minutes into the interrogation, just 50 minutes, and the detective is like, will you just stop it and tell me why you did it and why we're here? And he takes the bait. Oof. The lying help you. I'm going to stop it. Why did you do what you did? But the truth. Yes. Okay, that's straight up honesty. Okay, he deserved it. He researched nothing. He shot him off the doll's face. He made a ugh. No, he's not shot him. No, mine instead. His true face comes out. And it comes out in grand fashion. We were speechless. He just didn't care. It was just, it was pure evil. They were like, the damn consequences be need to do this. Yeah, you're right. I'm up because I used my truck and my camera. 
from the very beginning of this investigation, it was a whodunit. And within hours, we had the suspect in custody. We had a confession. We had him charged, and he was on his way to jail. So they can't believe it. He's like, yeah, that motherfucking bitch deserved it. And the investigators are kind of stunned. And the one investigator says it was just pure evil. And but there you he can goes see on, in his beady little face. And he's like, I fucked up because I used my own truck and those motherfucking cameras. And he still thinks there's a shit ton of video. Right. He would have gotten caught. There were a, dozens yeah. of witnesses. It wasn't that. And they did they did have some video. Right. There apparently was. But he I, I get the feeling he thought they had like close-ups of his face as right. he's pulling the trigger. So, you know, he made their job easier. So in June of 2016, he is found guilty of premeditated murder. Nick Nearing was sentenced to life in prison. That confession showed that he planned to kill Joseph from the very beginning. And it showed his mindset that he did not care. There's no chance of Nick getting out ever. He'll die in prison, and that's probably best because I do believe that he would kill again if he had the chance. So that final voice was Tammy Solly. She's Joseph's mom. And she said, yeah, that guy Nick definitely needed to be locked up because he's going to kill again. I feel he is a classic sociopath and just can interact with society. People like that do need to be just taken away for a very long time. they, They say sociopaths are not rehabilitatable. They're beyond well, rehabilitation. I well, okay, because it's kind of something they're born with, and um, I don't know. But well, I think it's it's that with them, it's they they don't necessarily see the wrong in what they're doing. I wanted it, so I killed him to take it. They don't. So it's well, he was kind of bragging. He was yeah, kind of proud of well, himself. Like I, I told you when I saw the mugshot, I was like, oh. oh I mean, yeah. he definitely looked like trouble, and Pensacola yeah. loves some trouble, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was that. that 50 minutes they 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 got his license plate he was um he confessed within what they got him into the shop by 10 o'clock right by, no it wasn't even midnight and he was already like yeah, yeah. i did it you got that me. was one of the things i wanted to say the, the crime happened at 8 30 and they had a uh, they almost had a full confession by 11 yeah that was really that that's dumb this episode isn't that long just because the crime didn't take that right long. there's not a lot to it and you looked it up there's, there's not a lot online there's very little research there's very little information about this one thing that i thought was very telling interesting whatever so apparently uh joe o- owed nick some money okay and I'm, I'm not sure it's not a lot of money but he owed him some money and he was slow in paying him back or hadn't paid okay. him back yet or something like that and this really bothered me uh nick says he deserved it yeah nearing said in a video played for his jury wednesday if i hadn't done it somebody else would yeah so so nick felt he was actually doing a good in the world by by getting rid of this punk joe uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's how he saw it. And and Kevin was talking about it earlier, the the psychology of it all. The guilty the guilty perp sleep. Uh-huh. The uh the lean, perp nap. The perp, perp nap. nap. The now perp get it nap. right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. The perp nap. The leaning forward, the false bravado. It it, it like I was trying to say earlier. It was textbook. It's almost textbook. Yeah. It's almost textbook. So like, you know, well, I'm just acting casual. I'm just gonna sit here and do No. These things have been proven again and again and again that yeah. the 
same steps are taken by the guilty when they go through this. Criminal science is pretty exact. Well, you know, we could go back to talking about snakes. (laughs) No, wait. Well, wait. You know? The one one term that I really liked was the female detective that I, I... I they didn't give a name. I, okay, the female detective said, we saw his true face. Yeah. And I loved that term, mm-hmm. true face. When I saw, the, like I, I'm repeating myself, when I saw the guy's uh, mugshot, I was like, he's evil, he's a bad dude, he's a bad... He looks bad. And she said, we saw his true yeah. face, and I really just, that that spoke to me. Yeah. That, that, that Our listeners will see his true face, because I'm yeah. using his mug, yeah, mugshot yeah, yeah, yeah. for the uh, podcast this week. And my favorite part of all of it is i think this is a really interesting thing people will do bad stuff or have bad uh will will do something that that the common person would consider bad and they will say i was real i was being real no that's not real yeah real is not murder killing that's not real you're not supposed to do that that skit it was on um it was a dave Chappelle. she kept it real yeah the girl kept keeping it real she gets all the way to the penitentiary right she gets her ass beat but that's that thing that's (laughs) and it's it's always that it's always that weird the person if this makes sense it's of somebody nick obviously felt he was given a short you know, he was given a bad hand in life. Uh-huh. And so I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. Yeah. No, you can He's make delusional. I actually had this conversation at work today with, with uh, one of the gals I work with. And she said she didn't understand. She said this. She didn't understand theft. And the excuse of most people who steal is, well, they have and I don't. Uh-huh. And she said the same thing I do. Then you need to work harder. Yeah. You or I could just take it. more. Or but their thing is, is <laughs> I'll just, I'll take, just it. take it. I'm entitled to it. And she's like, I have three jobs and I'm not in financial distress. She yeah. said, I think she, she's yeah. a hard worker. Yeah. She, she's got. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And it really that that's that's that fun thing about, about the way people are. Here's this this gal I work with. She's working her ass off. And she just need to. Uh-huh. But somebody else. Well, they have and I'm not. Yeah. I'm just going to take it because they don't have a job. Have we talked about how patient your coworkers are? With oh, you? my God. <laughs> oh, my God. My pay. Mom. I call my boss all the time. I said he's a gentleman and a scholar. So, oh my god, he's snake a fun of... facts. There are no snakes snake in Ireland. Fun <laughs> the, the, the Gaboon Viper of Africa has the longest fangs. They have the, over two inches. That's, isn't that the one that's the most poisonous? Like, no, Gaboon Vipers. What, but they do have the, the longest fangs. What's the big fat one that looks like a sausage? That that's it. The Gaboon Viper. Right. Yeah. And then, that's the one where the guy got bit. And he's like, "Well, I'm dead." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. very poisonous, but they're not the most poisonous. Oh yeah. Okay. And, okay. Uh, Australia, if you come across a snake in Australia, unlike any other continent in the world, if you find a snake, it is more likely to be poisonous than non-poisonous. Yay! Anywhere else in the world, if you come across a snake, it's most likely not poisonous. Yay! And there is a... Japan has a poisonous snake. There's a viper in Japan that's poisonous. There's a viper in England that's poisonous. And... um, I'm trying to think. The There's no coral snakes snake in of, England. The coral snake of Florida, the coral snake in the American South, is related, is in the same family as cobras. Yeah. And its venom is a neurotoxin. Uh, vipers <laughs> and rattlesnakes, their venoms are hematoxin. They break down tissue. People, so you, he, he's just rattling this off the top of his head. Just trying to compensate for my blunder. I'm very <laughs> embarrassed. But anyway, thanks everybody for that, listening. Yes. We will be fact, factual going forward. And I hate that expression. Oh, thanks for listening. Or more, but. That someday, the 